Hey guys, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish, episode 18. I'm your host, Joey Montano. If you're unfamiliar with Droolish, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast dedicated to help you fall asleep, perhaps calm your insomnia through background noises of white noise, ambient sounds, and of course, my soothing voice, well, maybe not that soothing, and my monotonous talking and long-windedness blasts. Okay, so if you're already listening for the first time and you don't like the first 50 seconds, then you probably should just undownload. Unless you're listening to my NFL picks, then wait for episode 19. In the meantime, Today is a special episode. Okay, every episode is special to me, so it's even more special that I'm recording it, and I'm sorry for missing out last week, but uh, we're back on schedule, so let's do it. And today, uh, there isn't really too much going on, uh, I guess falling from, coming back from last week, uh, before we dive straight in, I guess. Uh, There wasn't too much going on, per se, it's just more scheduling and timing, uh, I try to do all of my recordings uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, try to do uh, one episode Tuesday, record it, and then release it Wednesday, and then the same thing, release one episode, or sorry, record one episode Wednesday, which is usually my NFL ones, and then release it Thursday. But uh, everything was just a little bit off track, and I didn't want to force an episode. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't know if you were able to tell on other podcasts or other shows that people are trying to just phone it in or they're not super energized to actually be there. Uh, and I, I don't want to have that vibe. So, um, and that's all I, you know, I, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I, I, uh, I, I know this is a sleep and relaxation podcast that's focused more on low key kind of just drawn out conversations, uh, mainly used as background noise. At least that's the intent. So the last thing I want is to sound that I'm even more t- like not even, you know, more lethargic, uh, not that I am, but, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys know what I'm getting at. Uh, that said, looking at the droolish, you know, growth, uh, I, I don't know. I always like talking about that, me personally, because I never really expected this podcast to even get more than, like, 10 downloads. And I've been consistently getting, you know, about 30 downloads in my recent episodes for the last, you know, ever since I uh, started posting more episodes and recordings. Uh, back in September. So I'm feeling pretty good about that, uh, especially if I'm able to show up on other, uh, you know, podcast recording distribution sites, you know, like uh, I wanted to try to get on Pandora, but I think they have to have like a minimum amount of views. And now that I'm averaging like 30 or 40 or, you know, about 35 to 40 um, per episode. And some episodes are get a little bit longer to like, uh, like over a hundred those are cool, but those are mainly like the early episodes that I kind of left a wait, you know, waiting to download. So, yeah, I kind of should go back uh, and mention timestamps too. Maybe I'll do that later. But if you are here today, we're talking about uh, Facebook, I guess, let's say Facebook privacy invasion. More specifically, I want to start giving context to how Facebook uh, really does get in, you know, get all in your biz with privacy. And I know people uh, there, I can, I can hear both sides of the argument, uh, especially for me, you know, being a marketer and I, you know, use Facebook and social media mainly for ads and not so much for the organic stuff. Um, most of my organic marketing is just through like either traditional or more viral stuff or just through SEO and UX, you know, just having good experiences. So when it comes to organic, uh, social media, like posting, you know, stuff that gets people talking. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as well resourced or, you know, I haven't used that as much compared to the paid mediums. But that said, there's been a lot of speculation and a lot of, uh, I don't know, I don't say speculation because it's true. Uh, and, you know, a lot of talks about how Facebook and, you know, all the big companies, uh, but I'm focusing on Facebook especially today, uh, how Facebook has been, uh, you know, invading our privacy and 
especially in the use of, for me, it's more personalized ads and more of the personalization aspects because there are two sides of the coin here. And if you're someone who likes their privacy, who wants none of what Facebook is offering or you don't want anyone even paying attention to your tracking data and all that, then, uh, you know, obviously you have the right to do that. And I agree, everyone deserves to have the right of privacy. So, uh, but when you're on Facebook, you know, the Facebook uh, pixels, the code or whatever, whatever you're on, uh, it follows you whenever you leave the site. And other sites also have these Facebook pixels. So uh, these Facebook pixels are little tags that go on to each site. And it, it'll track your, your your data, your monitoring. And even if you don't have a Facebook account, I'm pretty sure, it'll still track your data based on the fact that you know it reads your internet browsing activity for the most part, from what I understand. And I think that's the biggest reason why VPNs, like those private networks, are becoming more popular. Uh, it's because you can kind of block some of that. But I don't know the specific details, and I'm not going to dive too much into it. But the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk about today is how is not just what Facebook tracks uh, in privacy-wise, because you know they also track your monitor, and they also track a lot of things that I think most people aren't aware of. And you know, and there's some speculation on my part, and I'm not, I'm gonna say that up front. You know, I will tell you my confidence and what I believe and whatnot. But um, you know, there's that part, and then there's just the whole. Uh, my whole thing is just if Facebook knows your behaviors like really well, and I don't mind that. I mean, honestly, when it comes to personalization, you know, you know if ads can kind of browse your data, and it's not like the data knows specifically that your name is XYZ does like to, I don't know, look at slip and slides. I don't know. But uh, it does, like I said, it does track your activity. But if you're, if you're on the boat of, you know, convenience and ease, then, you know, giving up a little bit of your privacy and data information for you know, the right marketing team, the right product to come by and just be thrown in your face um, that you might like, you know, it, it's effective. It's very effective. And I can give you a case in point of that. Um, my main Facebook is primarily all like Gary Vaynerchuk, all, you know, all like the motivational hustle stuff. And half the time, my ads that I get are all related to writing and marketing. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Harmon Brothers, but they have been thoroughly impressing me with their ads. Uh, they've been the creators of a lot of those like uh, like funny commercials, like Poopery, uh, kind of like those almost Old Spice styles style commercials. Uh, but they're massively successful, and they're releasing a lot of courses, uh, not just to do marketing, but to also do script writing, which for me is a very very cool thing. And I would have never actually found them had they not posted anything on Facebook. And this is just through an ad, and I would have never considered them ever prior. So um, so Facebook has, you know, talking from a marketing perspective, has an immense, like, algorithm to figure out, like, you know, what people are thinking and what they're doing and matching the right product to the person. Now, where it gets, for me as an advertiser, at least when I do that aspect, but annoys me is that, uh, certain marketers make pretty big assumptions in a lot of certain demographics. Okay, so uh, so you can take something very generic, like uh, you know, let's say let's say upper class upper class, you know, white mothers, super suburbia people, more or less, you know. And I'm just using that as an example, and. You know, it's safe to say, you know, if you live in, like, upper-class neighborhoods and, I've, you know, lived around those areas, uh, you know, the certain types of stores and uh, restaurants and everything else is more upscale, more expensive. Uh, you know, most of the things, you know, you're not seeing any, like, 99-cent discount stores out in, you know, you know like, I'll use Vegas, for example. Like, you're not going to see 99-cent stores out in... Dang, I can't even use a Vegas example. I totally forgot. Um, yeah. I don't know, like super nice area. So I'm not I'm not deleting that. I'm just trying to think of this stuff on the spot. But uh, but the point is, 
you know, you just don't want to, as a marketer, you don't want to throw all of your marketing eggs out to the world and just do mass marketing and hope for the best. Like you're going to get a lot of exposure, but you might not get the right type of people looking at it. And that's why a lot of, uh, you know, social media advertising has been blowing up, especially with influencer marketing, because if you're able to match the right person with the right audience, then your product will more or less sell itself. Okay. But the problem is with Facebook is that it literally tracks everything that you're doing. And I want to show you guys what they're actually tracking. Okay, so there's two parts. One, I'm going to show you what they're tracking. Or I'll, you can listen to what I'm tracking, and I'll, I can show you how to get to it, too. Um, well, through audio feeds. But, uh, and then the other part is... Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Oh, yeah, and then the uh, other ways that they actually track you. And some things I believe they're tracking. So... Uh, let's start with the ads specifically. So I really loved the Harmon brothers specifically because they know what I'm about. And I don't know what targeting metrics they use to track me specifically, but generally if you're an advertiser, you can figure out, you know, people's tendencies based off of certain interests that they like, certain groups that they follow. And, you know, none of that seems super crazy. You know, even if you just wrote some things down about how your favorite band is XYZ on, on Facebook and your feed, you know, Google, not Google, uh, Facebook will probably read that and then, you know, take that in consideration if you're a fan of it or not. And it, and it definitely knows, uh, they call it sentiment analysis, where it can tell if it's happy or sad, you know, or if you're angry, based off of what you're, based off of the context of what you're talking about. So I'm pretty sure Facebook, for sure, definitely can understand, okay, you like this and you don't. Let's just assume that. Now, uh, in order, if you're a regular person, regular Joe, and end up, you're not too familiar with how Facebook actually tracks, or you know how, how to get to the uh, people tracking, I should say, or kind of interest tracking, uh, you should be able to go on Facebook and kind of click over your profile, and then uh, it'll give you all those options. And I'm not super familiar with the organic part of Facebook, but I just go straight to manage ads, and uh, and then you'll be taken to a campaign manager to create a new campaign. So I'm not going to teach you how to create everything. That's that this is not a workshop. I just want to sh lightly show you, quickly show you how to get to this and show you what I'm seeing. So when you create a new campaign, okay, as a marketer, uh, you know, you'll get, Facebook offers you a lot of options from awareness. So do you have a product that you want people to know of or reach? Do you just want your product to be seen by the maximum amount of people, but without them listening so much? So, you know, one's like more width, the other one's more depth. And then they have another function called uh, another part of the funnel called consideration, which is just, you know, you want traffic on the website, you want people to engage, which is likes or comments. Uh, if you have an app, you want it to be installed. If you have a video, you want people to watch it, and so on and so forth. And then you have conversions, uh, which is like the last part, which is, you know, the person actually did what you wanted them to do, which is not just look at an ad, but to actually click or fill out a form or whatever you think is like the most important metric in your whole sales funnel. And you know, obviously, if you want people buy it, you know, buy a product, or send up, sign up for an email, that is generally known as conversion. So nothing's really too egregious here. Okay, these are this is pretty much standard, standard marketing stuff, and you know, Facebook does a good job of figuring out different intent based off of what you're trying to get at. Uh, so I'm just going to click. I'm already in one of these. I'm just going to click traffic. Let's say okay. I'm just going to create a traffic campaign. Hit continue. So this is where it gets interesting. Okay, so once you're in here, it'll tell you all the audience and everything else that you can play with. Uh, and essentially, it's by default, it's set, set up to people in the United States between the ages of 18 and 65. Okay, so I don't think there's anything out of the norm near here. So when you're in the back end of like, the Facebook, and they call it Ads Manager, so it's called Facebook Ads Manager. When you're in Ads Manager, it'll tell you immediately the potential reach on people. And... Uh, out of the gate, there's 230 million people that fit within this specific generic demographic. All men slash women um, in the United States, adults. Okay. So let's say we wanted to target people who speak English. Okay, we can have the option. You press English and we lose 10 million, 220 million people. Interesting. And there's nothing crazy. Okay, so if you're listening up to this point, there's nothing that I'm really saying that shouldn't surprise you. Now, this part is what really bats an eyebrow um, because this is where a gray line happens and I can understand, is when you talk about um, adding certain demographics and then there are these two. 
interest and behaviors. Okay, so these are two that are more so not what you're saying, it's more of what you're doing, okay? And that's the same, but it's also like, you know, the demographics is just who you are. It's just, it's just statistical data points. People label, people, it's just a bunch of labels, data points, and you're meshed into it. Versus interests and behaviors. Those are also data points, but those are data points that are created based off of you as a human being. Now, you can kind of start seeing, okay, now, yeah, there's might be some evasion. You know, there could be. And uh, aside from the fact that Facebook has already been shown to listen in all of your conversations... And this is, you can, I, I can Google it. I wish I did video and I could show you too. But uh, if you wanted to Google that, they do listen on conversations. It's not, but it's not like someone's listening verbatim of what you're saying, but they are listening to certain keywords and key phrases. Because when you mention certain keywords or key phrases, it'll trigger a potential ad. You know, if you're wondering, you know, why, why don't I have an ad, you know, or sorry, an ad blocker? Like, I have to have the ads up because for me it's a, it's a good way for me to analyze and uh, and review um, good ads, good ad copy, and and you know potentially be inspired or maybe find something new and unique. Uh, so uh, you know I'm not ever a fan of ripping people off, but you could definitely get an idea of like the, the quality of production, like the styles they use, and you can get an idea of what actually works to get people engaged. So I definitely like to keep the ads up. Yeah, and whenever I look at the ad, I'm, I'm also looking at the quality of the ad and not the actual product. So my, my, my lens is a lot different than probably what most people have a lens for. Going back to uh, talking about demographics, interests, and behaviors, I'm just going to walk you through. Okay, so I'm just going to walk you through some of the behaviors. Okay, I'm not going to go through demographics, but if you wanted to go through demographics, I can give you some examples. So for... There's nothing here that implies anything for education. You, you, they can already tell if you have a like. You tell them you have a college degree; it's going to use that as information. So there's nothing crazy here. The financial demographics, income. Uh, they base everything also off of household incomes based off of zip codes. So if you have 10% of household, if you make X amount of money and you live in a zip code that's in the ten, top top 10%, that's what it tracks. It used to track individual income. But I don't. Maybe it'll show up later. Uh, they have life events, so this one's interesting. So life events, despite it being a demographic, uh, and now this is very interesting because going through some of these life events, you have anniversary. Okay, nothing crazy about that. Um, they also know an anniversary within 30 days. That's actually really cool. Okay, see, that that's useful stuff. If you can tell people when your anniversary is on Facebook, it'll know because you tell it, and it'll tell you, you know, if you wanted to plan around a good gift beforehand. You know, that's something you can do. Going down the list, too. Uh, I think I mentioned this is an industry. Going down to entertainment, there's a lot of subcategories. Uh, games. I click games. And, of course, I'm going to go through this because it's my podcast. And I'm going to help you try to go to sleep. And I feel like I've missed the point of that, too. So I'm trying to read through this more and offer less commentary. And I noticed, realized 18 minutes in, I should have said that earlier. Oh, well. Oh, well. So, you know, it'll, it'll, so entertainment games, okay? So if you have a fascination with action games, you know, people can track that. And Facebook tracks it. And uh, it mentions the size of action games. It's like 150 million people that love action games. You know, it, and, it's, and it's for people who have expressed an interest in or like pages related to action games. Now, I don't think, me personally, I've ever use a liked an action page an action game page okay i keep my facebook i really don't use it too much uh, outside of like business stuff so uh, the fact that you know it doesn't really define you have expressed an interest in okay that's more of outside of facebook i feel like some of these things are activities like like the interest sorry the description of the interest of these systems or games have been based off of your browsing activity. Uh, I don't want to say that a thousand percent. I'm like 99.9% sure on this one. I have to double check. Um, I might have to research it up, but I, 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 I like shooting from the hip on some, on some of these uh, podcasts. So, you know, action, have action games, board games, you know, browser games, card games, casino games, gambling, which is very interesting because gambling, I guess, worldwide. 
Um, there's 414 million people who have an interest in gambling, who express an interest or like pages related to gambling. All right. Uh, same with online games, online poker. Okay, so a lot of simulation games. Uh, and then we can go to life events too, and entertainment. So like it says ballet. People have an interest in like ballet. People who like or have an interest in bars. Okay, so I can imagine if you even checked in at a bar, or if you, if I mean, it tracks your location too. So if you're in a bar, it more like more or less is going to track that concerts and most of the stuff too. You guys already know half the time when you go on your phone. If you're already at an event, you might even see a notification depending on like what social media platform you're on. It says check in. Oh, this is going on at this time, or if you're nearby, it it just knows um, half the time. So. Uh, so, like, again, none of this is too surprising, but it should be surprising in this fact that it just, for me, it's just the fact that they know. And I don't, I have not posted anything in my Facebook that's been relative, outside of anime, but, like, outside of, like, the occasional, like, meme. I've shown nothing to, and I know a lot of people who actually show nothing, to about, like, what events, things that they're trying to do or where they're going. Um, but the fact that they know if you're interested in concerts, dance halls, music festivals, nightclubs, parties. Oh, yeah, of course everyone's going to love a party. But, like, plays, theater. There's a lot of people. 500 million people in theater? Man, I missed the boat on that. Movies, too. So here's something. <laughs> movies. The only way. I, I love, like, action movies. I love suspense. I love thrillers. I love more mystery-type movies, too. Um, and the occasional animated. I like a lot of... I like a lot of movies, movies, but maybe I'm way off base here, okay, but the last time I was using Facebook, you know, <laughs> it was still like, you know, Facebook, and it turned into Facebook, the only time I actually liked a particular movie is when I had its own page, like, hey, we like this movie, or it's, it's an explicit interest, uh, like a page that says, interest, this, so I filled out like 10 of those, anyways, I don't see any ads and stuff for certain movies and stuff that come out but I would imagine even if you don't post anything up and I say oh yeah I'm definitely in the mood to check out this Rambo movie or this action film I can guarantee you and I'm recording this right now on the Mac and I'm pretty sure Facebook is listening on this conversation like that's that's almost a given it's kind of annoys me on it to, to be honest with you but uh, but that's how at least I'm like I said very sure that's how most Facebook data points are being shown at this point. Like, like if it's or if it's already on the computer screen, that's fine. If you're browsing on the internet, like those are signals that Facebook's tracking that says, "Oh, you have an interest in this movie." Okay, even just popping on a page and maybe on IMDb if they have a Facebook pixel installed and you check out Rambo, you might actually see a Rambo ad come up into the future. Uh, it's no different than Amazon too, although the Amazon ads are more like retargeting. Uh, they're not an actual. A specific demographic uh, for the most part. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong on that one, but yeah, you know, Facebook has this ability and most sites too. This is not too crazy. If you go on a site and you leave, you don't buy something from like say Zappos.com uh, it'll track you on like say an Amazon site or any other website that, that has ads. You know, it'll follow you. It doesn't really matter where you go, it's just based off of activity. So yeah, same with movies. Uh, music, reading, TV, all of this all of this. I'm not going to say the same thing over and over again that attracts your stuff. It just does. Um, so, uh, but just wanted to read this, but I just want to read the certain types of targeting that it does have for you, for your entertainment. Because this podcast is all about mild amusement, mild entertainment, and making you fall asleep. So, going down the list, Facebook will track your interest via, this is the category, family relationships, and these types of things that are that you can uh, track uh, dating. So if you have an interest in dating, it'll it'll find it, it knows who you are. Family, if you have an interest to family or fatherhood, friendship. That's an interesting one. If you have an interest or like pages related to friendship, I guess. I mean, what would that be like? Find a friend. I don't know. Marriage. Who have an interest or like in marriage? I get that. I get that. That could be, that can easily be found through memes, though. I've seen so many memes about marriage. People have an interest in motherhood. Makes sense. Fatherhood, motherhood, parenting. When, when father and mother decide to come together, you can have an interest in parenting. 
and weddings. Mm-hmm. Like I said, nothing is too out of the ordinary. Detail targeting uh, interest for fitness and wellness. Let's see what they try, what they uh, track here. So there's bodybuilding for bodybuilders. Um, you, you can tell if you have an interest in bodybuilding, meditation, physical exercise, physical fitness, running, weight training, yoga. Moving on to food and drink. There's alcoholic beverages, so it can separate it between beer, distilled beverages, and wine. Beverages themselves got yeah, coffee, energy drinks, soft drinks, juice, tea, cooking. This should be well, baking and recipes. That's it. I'm surprised there aren't any more subcategories under under cooking. Cuisine. Ooh, this is pretty interesting. So, Facebook has the ability to track your types of favorite cuisines. So there's Chinese, French, German, Greek. Indian, Italian, Japanese, Korean, Latin American, Mexican, Middle Eastern, Spanish, Thai, Vietnamese. And unsurprisingly, yeah, a lot of these, very popular, tens of millions of each one. Uh, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool one. So, I mean, even if you're like a big phonatic, you know, you like pho, uh, and you, you, you're have your own pho company or you know your Vietnamese company you can literally just go on Facebook and say hey anyone that has an interest in Vietnamese food and it could just be anyone that it could just be anyone that just has an interest in like soups in the area and you might get like 2,000 people you create an ad that says hey I'm in this I'm, I'm a I'm a Vietnamese place that specializes at pho I'm on the north side of town 10 minutes away we're having this grand opening. Spend 50 bucks, throw it on Facebook, and just target those people nearby that love folk. You'll probably get like a couple hundred people like looking at your ad, and that's a very relevant ad. So, I don't know. I'm not trying to get too marketing in this one, but like that's just generally how I think when I see like these these detailed targeting ones. Um, like I said, I don't know how. Okay, I know how they track everything, but like uh, I don't know the exact like algorithms and formulas that they're using. I, I wish I knew, and I, maybe Facebook has released what they've done. Uh, I've talked with Facebook in the past about how they do operations, and it's. And feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. If Facebook people, if you're listening, let me know. Uh, this is just what you guys told me in the past in the conversation, so that could be like I'm going to say that front. I don't like making bold statements unless I'm like very confident. Um, but essentially, how Facebook teams operate is, uh, I believe, they have pretty small teams. Yeah, they're all cross-functional, so everyone works together. Um, but it's it's more of autonomous at the same time. So if you're someone who has an idea or you wanna you wanna push something out, you think it's possible, uh, Facebook is not gonna say it's a terrible idea. As a matter of fact, they're gonna say, okay, we'll create a test. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll work with the team, and we'll get it out there and we'll test it. And if it works, cool. If not, we'll you know we'll keep figure, figuring it out. So it's always a series of like small iterations that we're testing and if it works then it, it'll start being pushed out to bigger uh, I'm assuming bigger audiences so uh, you know I'm, I'm pretty sure if you guys look at Facebook on your phone or you look at Facebook on someone else's phone you know if they ever look, they look at their uh, Facebook account whatever then you'll notice the like icons and everything else is more personalized to what they generally do so so it's very possible that one team said hey let's do this and then they like you know they showed more engagement and then they push it out uh, gradually, so, uh, that's generally how it, it ha- has gone. At least my experience in the past. This is not directly to Facebook, but that's how most, uh, at least I would think, software companies, um, SaaS people, or whatever, you know, do their iterations is small, incremental, until they have like a real big like new patch version that might be a completely different experience. But uh, yeah, going down the list, we've been, we talked about food and drink. Let's talk about hobbies and activities that Facebook tracks, too. So, arts and music. Uh, let's see, they have arts and music. People have an interest in acting, crafts, dance, drawing, drums, fine art, guitar, painting, performance arts, photography, sculpture, singing, writing. They have writing and acting. I did not know that. Huh. Yeah, I really should... I really should do this too. If you have, a, if you ever have an interest in something and you don't know what to do, just start talking about it, like on your on your phone, or just start typing, or just start liking a couple of things on the Facebook page, and then mention a few things in your um, feed. 
and then you'll start getting ads that will actually start fitting the need that you have. Hopefully, the products that you get or that show up are relevant and not assumptive. You know, like, if you're someone who's writing, and that's why I like the Harmon Brothers, but if you're someone who's writing and you think, like, you're, you know, you're, you're hot, you're hot, you know, you got some hot, hot skills, and... And all of a sudden you see an ad that's like, oh, are you a terrible writer? Like, we can improve it. Like, you know, that's a little bit of something. Like, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how Facebook would assume that I would be a terrible writer or whoever would be a terrible writer. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just one example. And it could be for anything, too. I just use writing because it was in front of me. But it can be, like, dancing, you know, acting, playing an instrument. It could be playing a sport. It could be anything. Uh, it's just that assumptive, assumptive of like you fail, and then the targeting of saying like, oh, just because you're, you know, you're a a drummer, um, automatically means you're a terrible drummer. Like that's that's not the case. Um, that's what some of these ads do when you when you hone in too much on the, the targeting demographic. But uh, going down still, uh, current events it's its own category. Home and garden, and have your own do-it-yourselfer. So if you're do-it-yourselfer, you can target those people. You could target people who have interest in furniture. There's gardening, home appliances, which is a very interesting one to be have an interest in. Like if you have a fascination with just buying home appliances or just the art of home appliances, I'm going to take that back. I, I do love, I do love the air fryer. I don't have my own air fryer, but I've tried the air fryer before last year, and it was uh, pretty good quality stuff. It's really good for reheating uh, fried goods that you don't want to put in the oven, personally. Uh, going to pets, every single pet imaginable, uh, not really, but as like birds, cats, dogs, fish, horses, pet food, rabbits, reptiles. It's got a lot of types of pet interests that you can go after. Political and social issues. That's, <laughs> I don't know, every time I see political and social issues, I'm like, oh yeah, these are, these are great categories and targets to go after to have an engaged audience that will like you. As in, maybe not, but... Although the first one is a charity and causes, so if you're interested in charity, charities, we could target you. Facebook could target you. Community issues, environmentalism, law, politics, religion, sustainability, veterans, volunteering. Very interesting, uh, seconds. Shopping and fashion. For beauty, if you're looking for beauty alone, like, uh, they have targeting for interest people for people who have an interest in beauty salons, cosmetics, fragrances, hair products, spas, tattoos. Going down to clothing too, specific clothing. Yeah, men's clothing, children's clothing, women's clothing, shoes. Going to fashion accessories from dresses, handbags, jewelry, sunglasses. All shopping in general, here's what they have. Given interest in boutiques, coupons. There's a lot of people interested in boutiques. 413 million for coupons, discount stores, luxury goods, online shopping, shopping malls, sports and outdoors. You have outdoor recreation such as boating, camping, fishing, horseback riding, hunting, mountain biking, surfing. That's pretty cool. I didn't know surfing was actually a big outdoor activity that people would mention. And they have all the big sports too if you have any interest. American football, soccer, racing, baseball, basketball. They have college football separate. Golf, marathons, they have anything and everything. Again, I can even throw an example here. Like if you're selling golf driver tees or, you know, the, the club, uh, little fuzzy thing that goes over the drivers. Like this goal, you can target golf folk that have people with a 10% income. And if it's online, then just make a snappy video. Like it's... It's not too hard and too crazy. It's just spending the time. If you ever want to get really good at marketing on Facebook, it, it all it does, all it is, is just taking the time and research, and that's it. It's tedious, but just take the time, do the research, and then make a few, hopefully reasonable, smart assumptions, and double check with a couple people to see if it makes sense. Uh, Facebook also has other other tools too to better analyze, like you know, what people are thinking. Not people are thinking, but kind of like their habits, like. A, I gotta tell you, if someone likes, say, the Detroit Lions, um, they might like the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I think it's called Audience Insight. So you can definitely get an idea of like what a certain person likes, and then you can see how see the other types of interest and and uh, 
Yeah, interest in hobbies that they also like on top of you know, whatever they're currently doing here. You know, to build a full market profile. Let's see here. I'm just going down. Uh, I can keep going down this list, but it has like snowboarding, swimming, tennis, triathlons, volleyball. These are all just interest. Like I'm just going down this list. The last thing is technology. There's computers. And this is just a beast. Like anyone of the interest in computer memory, computer monitors, computer processors, servers, desktop computers, free software, hard drives. And what I'm pretty sure too, because uh, you can set these up, and they have more consumer electronics with like camcorders, ebook readers, TVs. But you can set these up for technology. Like, like these are interest specifically. So uh, you can set up a segment that says, "Hey, like someone who's interested in a computer monitor, cool. No, are they ready to buy? Like, see, you don't know that specifically. So what you need to do is this is where like the behaviors come in, which uh, is now I'm about to do. Um, for behaviors, you can look at if someone has recently been buying stuff online, if they have been uh, just online in general. So I'll go through like digital activities here. This is like a behavior that Facebook has, digital activities. And I'll tell you like what operation systems people have been using, uh, whether it's Facebook access on Windows 10. Uh, and I don't, know why it's kind of, I don't know why I have Canvas gaming. There it is. Um, but it also tracks. Let's see here. Yeah. It also tracks Facebook, Facebook payment users in the last 30 days, in the last 60 days. Any Facebook payment user that's been higher than average spent. So, like, these are like three people that have been either have been making, or sorry, three types of targets that have been active online and been making purchases so if they're recently buying something they probably are still in the buying mood so going back to our hard drive example someone's kind of in the buying mood and they see a hard drive ad and they, they might not be in the specific hard drive buying mood specifically but their wallets are kind of opened up and it could be something that's on that's potentially undermined that said that could say hey this hard drive might be a good deal this is a good time you know might as well get my purchasing out of the way uh, and, you know, that's not too uncommon. Again, even though that's more, more of a marketing, uh, I guess, dynamic, uh, the fact that Facebook is able to track, again, uh, the payments of users, and that's fine. I mean, if you use Facebook payments, it's going to know you did it. So that's just more of, I'm not going to say that's too invasive, but um, let's see here. Going back down, additional types of users here. Uh, let's do this. this gaming. Uh, council users. Uh, this is just all under digital activities too. So they have Facebook page admins. So they have business page admins. You can go after you know, people who just been on Facebook that have any responsibility. The browser that they're using, Chrome, Fox. You can go after those. Even email domains. So, uh, and I I, re I read somewhere too that depending on the email type, uh, it's actually a different type of person that. A different type of marketing profile based on the email email alone. Uh, I forgot what book I read that in. Um, but they have AOL email users, Apple email users, Gmail, Hotmail, MSN, and Yahoo. So, <laughs> yeah, so they definitely have, you can definitely target people based off of their email using habits too. Uh, there is some validity to, validity to that. And then there are two other digital activities types of groups mentioned here that is small business owners and technology early adapters technology early adapters is very interesting because uh, it's based off of this the description is people who are likely to adopt new technologies earlier than others so that is a very interesting and assumptive uh, facebook type of targeting there because it's not based off of what uh, people have been done, have done. It's more based off of what uh, I mean. It has been, but it's more predicated off of I would say like a predictive analysis of assuming what you're going to be making in the future. I guess it is based off of your prior activity, but it's also just it's the whole culmination of just your 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 whole being of saying, hey, you as a human being, based on off based off of all of your activities, likely what you said, what you said, what you've done online and what you clicked or whatever 
that's like the whole shebang, and it, it'll create a profile that says, "Oh yeah, you're you're likely to be an early adopter." That's that's what uh, Facebook does, I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I might have been jumping, uh, might be jumping a little bit too far through the conclusion basket, but this is this is my this is my statement with Facebook and my my, my little um, I don't know my little beef with them, I should say. Uh, again, if you're a marketer, uh, this is this stuff's phenomenal. If you're able to like decipher the whole like you know assume the right targets and the right interests and groups, um, Facebook just makes it a little bit too easy at times, in my opinion. They have expats, so if you lived in Brazil, formerly expats in Brazil, um, people used to live in Brazil and now live abroad. Close friends of those who live abroad, that's something too. Uh, yeah pretty much every country here. I can go through it all, but I don't want this podcast to be like uh, 90 minutes long. I was trying to go for like a 60-minute podcast today. Uh, lived in Brazil, they have lived in Algeria, Argentina, almost every country. Like anyone who formerly lived in one country and now just lives anywhere, you can target them. Mobile device users by brand. So Amazon, Apple, Blueberry. That is nuts. Literally, you can target a specific device. Interested in upcoming events, market API developers, multicultural affinity. Uh, that's pretty interesting. So, uh, people who live in the United States whose activity on Facebook aligns with African American multicultural affinity. That is a very interesting. That is a very interesting behavior. Like, like I don't know if they're just going to say like, "Hey, are these just African Americans?" Or are they just going to say like, "Hey." Is this based off of how we think African-Americans would generally like, regardless if you're an African-American or li- like, you know, like it or not? Man, my my wife is right. She's like, man, marketing is full of just stereotypes. That is nuts. I know I'm a marketer too, but it's like when you're actually reading this out loud, it kind of hits you from a different angle. Um, I don't know. Like, it's one thing to stick into your, like, marketing lens and be like, oh, yeah, you know, African-Americans, you know, it's more of a demographic thing. But then I read closer, and it's like, no, these are just people who live in the United States whose activity on Facebook aligns with these. Okay, so it says on Facebook. But come on, Facebook. Let's be honest. Like, what do you define as activity on Facebook? Because, I mean, if I'm talking on the phone and you're listening to the conversation and I'm on Facebook, that is technically my activity on Facebook. Would it or would it not be? I don't know. I feel like I'm... I, I almost feel like I'm kind of grasping for straws, but I don't think I'm not at the same vein. Uh, like I said, uh, I wish I had, like... Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll post some additional resources, too, in the description about um, you know, video evidence that I think there's actually uh, journal like, documentation now that Facebook listens in on conversations, uh, even with or without your permission. And maybe it was one of those things that they just snuck in, but... Uh, I'm always under the assumption that even though if the technology says they're not tracking um, something that you're listening to, the fact that they're still listening to it, quote-unquote, I mean, if if the mic's on and it's recording, it's going to be shared or it's going to be downloaded elsewhere, somewhere online. Um, Or it could just be like in a database that no one ever reads or listens to. Uh, You know, that's just... That's probably me being a little bit of a paranoid pair. Uh, But, you know, I don't know. I like to be... I, don't know, I just like to be more aware of what's going on in the mechan act accordingly. Uh, you know, this isn't to be, this isn't supposed to be a hey. You know, Facebook is just all over your your business. I mean, it has been. I mean, I've used Facebook for 15 years. Uh, there's not a chance that that you know it's not. <laughs> there's not a chance that it's not tracking ever. I, don't know, I bet you I could even go on my Facebook page right now and I'll, and I'll tell you if the first ad is relevant. And if, if there is no relevant ad to, which is even scarier because Facebook goes out of their way to actually make it easy to tell you. Um, so here's one. The first ad that I see is from Wikibuy. The secret to booking Airbnbs like a pro. This just, just is a, I believe, a blog article. Yeah, it's a blog article that lets you download a Chrome extension, I believe. Yeah, Wikibuy. That's all. Um, but it says the whole, the whole idea behind this is booking Airbnbs. Uh, and it knows I have not expressed any of this online. Okay. This is one example. Like my wife and I 
we do like to talk about like purchasing properties eventually one day or trying to find something that's super cheap and then we could probably turn it into an Airbnb. None of this has been mentioned. Uh, I don't think I like any pages that are like real estate related. I might like an ad for AdSig, but this is it. Like it's, I, it just starts telling me booking Airbnb is like it's a part, like I'm about to do it right now and I'm just looking for a solution. Very assumptive, okay? It's an ad and I'm probably overthinking it because uh, most ads can be anything, but this is one that is kind of close to what I was talking about. Actually, fairly close. Uh -huh. And I'm going to keep scrolling down and see if I can find another ad. Simple. High yield checking and up to $500 with qualifying activities. Again, this is another one. Uh, my wife and I are kind of going back and forth, back and forth with Chase because we wanted to get additional bonus money with creating a checking account. We talked about, hey, maybe we should switch our uh, checking account. And literally this pops up. Okay. No, none of this is surprising to me anymore. And it's like I said, it's great if you're just looking. If you're just browsing and you want to see what you know what's out there available with the right targeting, it's actually really powerful as a marketer. Uh, it's just, for me, I'm just a little bit tired of it. And I can, like I said, I can turn off the ads. Like I have... I have, uh, what is it, uBlock Origin. I could turn off the ads, but I just, uh, you know, as someone in the space, it seems like I'm doing myself a disservice by not actually studying, like, other people's ads, kind of being more inspired and figuring out, like, hey, like, here's what I liked about this. Maybe I should just consider, you know, adding, you know, improving my ads elsewhere or maybe testing different ads with different copy, but with a similar voice and tone, you know. So, uh yeah, so if you're ever wondering, like, what I do or whatever in my spare time, like, that's kind of what I do is I, I do like to study other, um, you know, other case studies and success stories and then and then try it out myself, uh, do, either doing it my own way or just doing, like, a practice run of, like, testing, like, the process so I can, I can better understand the implementation and, and at least give credit to, you know, the effort that's put in. I realized that we're like at the 48 minute mark or 47 minute mark and I've only gone through just like a smidgen of, of what's out there. So uh, going back to behaviors, I mentioned mobile device user. They have mobile device user and device use time. So people who have used the device for one to three months, less than one month, 24, 25 months. Okay, so this is very, this is very interesting, a very interesting split. Uh, they split devices based off of time periods and it's... Uh, if you ever use a mobile device for one to three months, and I'm assuming these are got to be like young folk um, or a specific mobile device because it goes from like one to three, four to six, less than a month, and then they have 25 plus months. So it's like anyone who's had a device for two plus years. I don't know who, who's starting to get on the, in the smartphone train. That's recent. I mean, I guess they are out there. Um, I didn't know that was a split. Uh, more categories. Interested in upcoming events, marketing. Yeah, so that one's not too crazy. Uh, multicultural, oh, I mentioned that, multicultural affinity. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just don't think that's ridiculous. Like, anyone who's shown Hispanic, English dominant, Spanish dominant, you know, I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. I think it's ridiculous, but I'm fine with that because I've been getting a lot of, a lot of YouTube ads that are now in Spanish. And I'm like, I don't want to speak Spanish, like, at all. The only, th the only thing I can speak Spanish for is when they say, como esta? I think that's it, or is that what your name I don't know. But the response is uh, porquito, which means not very much. And I have to do like the little like like the little smidgen hand gesture too. You know, just a smidge. That's what that's what I have to do, and then they understand. But I don't speak Spanish, and my wife is the one that actually speaks way better Spanish than I do, and she's Vietnamese. So again, that's a little bit ridiculous, but <laughs> but that that's me. Um, here's an interesting one. Politics for targeting likely engagement with U.S. political content as conservatives, liberals, moderates. Oof. No, thank you. I feel like arguing on Facebook over politics is probably like it, arguing on Facebook about politics is literally no different than what arguing on like the internet used to be back in the '90s and early 2000s. It's just a bunch of angry people that no one took seriously. Except now, people are taking these Facebook people seriously. Um, you know, in like random, I don't know, Facebook pages. I don't want to say personal pages because, you know, it's, 
at that point, I don't know. I hate arguing with people on Facebook. It's just a waste of time. Like, post your stuff on Facebook, let the world decide, and then move on. You know, if you want discussion, then at least say, okay, my Facebook page is the discussion. We'll discuss. Big difference. And I feel like most people don't get that. Facebook, like, Facebook pages are just meant to be, like, glorified walls of news. It's not meant to be taken seriously. And if it's supposed to be taken seriously, then I don't know. I, like, I, I, I don't know what to say about that. You know, if you take Facebook that seriously, like, I just want to take Facebook as least seriously as I want, which is why I don't want to actually be on Facebook. It's just absurd. Um, but, you know, I, I, I wanted to deactivate it. Uh, it's just getting... I like to keep track of my events, and I'm able to use Messenger, which is actually a big plus. I might consider that, though. Uh, on Twitter, though, you can always hit me up, droolishpodcast at gmail.com or twitter.com forward slash droolishpodcast. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm working on improving all of my scheduling. I've been doing it for the last month. I'm feeling pretty good. Again, I'm sorry I missed uh, last last week's uh, early uh, early episode. I uh, managed to do the NFL week four. Uh, but yeah, circling back to behaviors. They talk about people who are doing Ramadan. Uh, going down here, soccer and travel are like the last two. Friends of soccer fans. And then travel. Computers, frequent travelers, frequent international travelers. And then return from travelers what a week ago. So yeah, a lot of people whose Facebook activity suggests they've returned from traveling within the past week. Again, that could still be based off of your location data and whatnot. So the, those are just so many things that you can you can find. Uh, I'm actually going to start to... Uh, maybe I should start creating one specifically, maybe for an example. So let's say I'm looking for someone who... Let's say I'm a gambling site, and I want to go after people who have impulse gambling problems. Now, it shouldn't... I don't want to sound as evil, but like... You know, if you have a bad intent, this is, like, what you would have to do on Facebook. And I could do a good intent, too, but, like, this is mainly to show, like, Facebook, like, you're too close. Like, if I have the ability to, to find you, the impulse gamblers and get them to spend money, like, that shouldn't be something that Facebook allows, uh, as an example. Maybe they already stopped that ahead of time because I know they're being gambling, but this is just one example. So if I've created a demographic, let's say anyone who's in the United States that has an interest in professional poker. Let's just say poker. Let's say poker. Uh, poker has a job title now. Poker as employer. Poker has a field of study. There's poker schools. Let's just say online poker. Okay, because they can already make purchases online. So let's do that. And then, obviously, let's do sports betting. Sports. Uh, actually, I'm going to make that... I'm going to narrow the audience, and they also must be fans of sports. I don't care what, but they have to be a fan of sports. Okay. So before I did the fan of sports, I had 7.6 million people to reach, and now I have 7.3 million people to reach. Cool. So they must like sports. Um, they have to. Okay, but they have to. But they also have an interest in online poker. And let's just say also gaming or gambling. Gambling. Online gambling. Perfect. Actually, I should have narrowed it further. I'm going to put the online gambling in its own category, so this is how it works. Gambling. So, just like that, I've separated three different categories. Okay, so if you're anyone between the ages of 18 and 65, doesn't matter what gender. Although, if I did audience insights, I could probably get a better ins- I could probably get a better idea of like who a gambling addict would look like, like a better profile. But I'm just being very assumptive here. Um, but 18 to 65, and let's just say we want people with money, or let's just say we want to get people young. Because um, if you, let's say if you're over 40, you tend to have your life together uh, for the most part. So let's just throw that in the mix. Ages, ages between 18 and 40. Uh, and let's do men. I don't know too many women that have, are that are compulsive gamblers. I could be wrong. But let's just stick with men. Between ages of 18 and 40 that speak English that have an interest in online poker 
that also like sports and online gambling. Okay, chances are these people have a tendency to gamble a lot more. And if you threw gambling like promos and whatnot out there, the 37,000 people that I'm reaching in the United States will likely be on board, depending on the ad copy and whatnot. Uh, and it's not it's not too crazy. And even better, if you wanted to do uh, connections, like friends of people who like your page. I don't, I don't like the who like your page stuff, but like, uh, but they have the ability to expand detailed targeting audience that's likely to improve in performance. So when you do that, too, it, Facebook will automatically use like their machine learning and algorithms to figure out, like, oh, based on other activities, uh, even though this small demographic might be right, um, this other semi-related demographic based on what you're talking about uh, could be very relevant. So um, I did the expand your detail targeting, and Facebook est estimates 19 million people are set based off of the criteria, uh, based off of the expansion of the detail criteria versus my assumption of, of being hyper-focused hyper of being 37,000. Okay, it's a big difference. Facebook has 19 million people that they think they want to reach out to, probably for more money, um, that, they, that they might find relevant, and I found 37,000. Uh, I only did these three little aspects. I could, I could do different dimensions, too, um, but generally with the reach of Facebook, I don't like to uh, get really, really niche to where it's like less than like 10,000. Uh, unless it's like a local, you know, like a local area thing. But this is just across the states. Uh, these 37,000 people could reach it, and it gave me, like, daily results. It gives me daily results, too. It says I can reach between 1,200 and 3,500 people in a single day. And maybe get between 33 and 100 clicks. That's, those are the estimates. Like, it's, it's spooky accurate. Anyways, guys. I hope you enjoyed this long-windedness of me talking about Facebook ads. I am always interested and open to talking about different topic ideas. Uh, this one popped up specifically for me, and the reason why I'm talking about it today is that I had uh, like a, a very hilarious ad that had nothing to do with me at all. Uh, you know, about like my gaming and stuff, and it's like, oh, are you a loser? I'm like, no, I don't lose with gaming. Like, that's... No. So, that kind of annoyed me because of the um, irrelevancy and it got me thinking, like, man, how do they even know? Like, I, I, I'm very limited on my Facebook activity. Like, yeah, so it just reminded me and prompted me about this stuff again. And, and like, I never really, um, t you know, took the time to look at it from a different perspective um, outside of a marketing, you know, outside of the marketing lens. But, uh, yeah, Facebook, I know I know you're listening, and I know it sounds crazy if you're listening to this Droolish podcast, and it's me talking to Facebook, and I'm not talking to, talking to Facebook the company, I'm talking to, to the Facebook on my browser, because I'm literally in the Facebook ad thing right now. And I know it's listening, so stop. Stop listening. Can you listen? Stop listening. Maybe if I say it out loud, it'll be a command, and you'll automatically turn off privacy settings. I don't know, I need to update my privacy settings, and uh, I'm just going to do it after this. <laughs> I got myself super paranoid. But, uh, oh man, this is this is probably a bad, a very bad podcast episode, now that I think about it. I'm talking about making you nervous about privacy, and now you have an action step to do right before you go to sleep. Okay, so here's the plan. While the show's wrapping up, if you're still awake, go to sleep. Don't turn on your computer. Don't turn on your phone. Okay, I'm assuming you have your phone on the side and you have a headset or something. And just listen to that. Listen to me talk for two more minutes about the day, the sun, the beautiful weather. And uh, close your eyes and imagine you're already there. And just let me let my voice talk. Don't don't get into action points. You know, let the let the morning do morning things. You can take care of it in the morning. If you're already awake in the morning and you're listening to this, let me know too. Uh, I I keep getting downloads and the downloads are getting more and more frequent. And I don't know if people are listening, and I'm assuming people are listening. Um, as to how many, you know, that's up, up for debate, but I know people are listening. Um, but I, I get the sense that like it's just like a like it's just like a 
a, a guilty pleasure podcast where you're just like, oh, I get to listen to this guy ramble on, this this crazy dude? Or is it like, oh, this guy is uh, very interesting and I just like to hear the sound of his voice and I can go to sleep to it? You know, like I, I, I'm very interested in in learning more about what I can do to improve the podcast. I mentioned this the last few episodes and I do know the NFL stuff works really well. That's kind of what's been helping me get more more people and yeah, I really thoroughly love doing the NFL picks and it's actually got me a little bit into sports gambling uh, which notice I've been talking a, lot, talking a lot more about that but it's all you know algorithms and whatnot and, uh, I'm just testing out certain models and looking at like I don't know, a lot of predictive analysis and cohort segments and all these other like tech words that you know, would make me poop myself um, had I not been familiar with the industry for like many years now so yeah uh yeah, reach out to me at um droolish podcast at gmail.com i'm on twitter or twitter.com for slash droolish podcast facebook just type in droolish uh, i have the site too droolish.com uh, i have it all uh, youtube as well i need to get updated on a couple videos there but uh yeah editing and stuff takes a long time like there was a nice, easy way for me to, to just hit record, and then all of the edits and stuff that would be done. Not just the editing, but the rendering. The rendering is the worst, because the rendering takes time. Then, uh, yeah, then I would feel a lot better and releasing more episodes um, with more quality. Not only more quality, but, like, you know, more thorough quality. Uh, I don't think I have anything else too much to say. Not this episode. I wanted to make this one short short and sweet about an hour i know i know most of my episodes are been more on the uh, 90 minute side and i'm probably going to keep that up for some episodes but uh i don't know like i'm basing it off of either with the downloads or kind of what i feel when i listen to myself afterwards if it's a good show or not uh, this one i feel like it's i think it's a very interesting show um i think i kind of started out like more of a man on a mission and then i kind of just wanted to show you what's actually out there um, so, I, I, I get it. I, I tend to be a little bit uh, scatterbrained and long-winded. Uh, definitely, it's been a, a big improvement since I started the podcast. I think, you know, if you listen from episode one, which is terrible, <laughs> um, but say episode two, which is the first episode, I would say like a, a non-promo episode, then uh, I would like to say there has been a dramatic improvement, at least in when I talk and communicate. Uh, not all days are going to be great, but... I've definitely noticed that the more prepared I am, the lot easier it is to talk, and that probably is the key to actually being successful in well, in this space is to actually be you know, understood and to be I don't know to be understood and listened to in a succinct manner. So I'm working on that. The problem is, if I'm more succinct, then my episodes will probably be like 40 minutes long, and I don't think that's enough time if you're trying to sleep. Especially if you are closing your eyes and you're you know, relaxing and you're trying to just melt the day and just listening to like the raindrops, maybe even a fire, like a couple of fire crackling sounds. Uh, you know, just hearing that and just thinking about that and just let all the noise just blend out. It makes me, I don't know, it makes me feel calm. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that I'm able to provide the same, same experience for you guys. Uh, and I just want to keep you guys sane enough to. Uh, potentially get some value out of what I'm talking about. So, uh, you know, I mentioned this before, but I've seen other YouTube channels and, uh, you know, have the ambiance, and then they say they don't, they don't want to have people talking because it's distracting. And, uh, well, while I do agree to an extent, that, you know, I think there there are people out there that do enjoy, uh, you know, some ambiance, some, you know, feel like there's someone either in the room or just have a background noise. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's just I, I feel like that's just something like in my my being my whole body that's just like that's right uh, it doesn't mean it has to be like the whole world has to agree but it's just finding other people that uh, might need this and I've already gotten like I said a couple of comments and I always think those are that's great and, and for all of you that you know keep downloading and listening to the podcast I thoroughly appreciate it uh, actually like, I get super giddy even when someone even reaches out <laughs> and it's like oh thanks uh, which has happened a few times. So, you know, I, like I said, I get, I get super giddy, and I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm doing a net positive. 
uh, just by doing this. So, uh, yeah, and I tell myself I've got to keep doing this. Uh, some days you don't want to, um, and that actually hasn't happened in a while, but, uh, you know, I think that's a good sign. But, guys, hopefully I was able to help you go to sleep. Maybe provide an insight on Facebook. Yes, I don't know, but uh, I wish you guys, you know, the best of best of dream, best of dreams. You guys take care and uh, dream easy. <laughs>